0: Hello everyone and welcome to Dial the Gate. My name is David Reed. I am so excited to be I'm genuinely excited (laughs) to be joined uh, this hour by Miss Bonnie Bartlett who was Linnea in Stargate SG-1 and I know her from so much else as uh, do you. Before we bring her in, if you enjoy uh, the content that we put out on this show and you want to see more of it, uh, please consider clicking that like button. It makes a difference with YouTube and will help the show continue to grow into its third season, which will be starting uh, this fall. We're about to go on break. Please also consider sharing this video with a Stargate friend, and if you want to get notified about future episodes, click the subscribe icon. And giving the bell icon a click will notify you the moment a new video drops, and you'll get my notifications of any last-minute guest changes. And clips from this live stream will be released over the course of the next uh, few weeks on the uh, Dial the Gate and GateWorld.net YouTube channels. As this is a live episode, Bonnie and I are going to sit here and talk for a little bit. While we do that, my moderators in YouTube will be collecting questions from fans, so go ahead and get those to uh, the moderators now, and in the second half of the show, I'll uh, submit some of those questions over to uh, Bonnie, so we will have a talk. And let's go ahead and bring her in. Bonnie Bartlett, Linnea of Stargate SG-1 and so much else uh, throughout so many great decades of television. Thank you so much for being here. It is, it is an honor to have you. Oh,
1: thank you for asking me to be here.
0: How are you doing? How are things going?
1: Pretty, pretty well. Uh, I just had a birthday this last week. Happy ninety third.
0: Ninety third birthday. Happy birthday. Are you a cancer? Uh what? Are you no, a cancer? Gemini. Gemini. You're a Gemini. Oh, I'm a cancer. My birthday's coming up in early July. So yeah, no, almost.
1: I'm, I'm a Gemini.
0: What do you attribute um, your your uh, uh, continuing, continuing to continuing to putter along and, and continuing and continuing good health? What would well, what would you contribute that to?
1: Part of it, of course, has to be genes. Yeah, I mean, your 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 genes really do help you to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never been addicted to anything. I don't drink, uh, and never have. I've tested it once in a while,
0: but I've never,
1: <laughs> you know. But I've never been uh, addicted to anything like that. You know, i I'm, I'm just like I like to work. That's the main thing I like to do. Some kind of project. And I love to learn. I'm a perpetual student. I could have stayed in school my whole life and been very happy because I love that. I loved school, which is, I guess, rare for an actor. But anyway, I did love school. Uh, I exercise a lot. I did ballet until just a few years ago. I did a ballet bar until just a couple of years ago. And uh, have done that my whole adult life, two, three times a week, gone to a ballet class. Never been a professional dancer, but just the ballet class is a very good, very good thing. Dancers, Uh, go ahead. No, uh, dancers, dancers, when they are professional, sometimes are hard on their body. But taking a bar is not hard on your body. (laughs) It's good for your body
0: how much would you also attribute it to William? And happy 72, 73 years of marriage, by the way.
1: Right, right. One man. I think when, when I hear about people getting married many times, I just think, oh, I'm exhausted. I mean, that would just exhaust me. <laughs> you have so much work to do just with one, one person. How can you have three or four or five or whatever? I mean, that, that appalls me that it just appalls me because it takes a lot of work, a relationship. And I mean, and you can't give up. Yeah. I mean, you know, I had no reason to ever really give up. Uh, I had a lot of strain at times, much strain, but never wanting to give up either one of us.
0: I think it's, uh, it's, it's such a testament to uh, your, your, your commitment to one another. When you see the, the typical thing in Hollywood, you know, you go to someone's page and learn about them. And, oh, they were married five times over five decades, you know. And it's like, it's so wonderful to see two people who are just a match, you know, and who... We were who, lucky. Yeah.
1: We've been lucky. Very lucky. Uh, yeah, I met Bill when I was 18. We've been married 71 years, but 71. I, we, were, we were together uh, three or four years before that. Wow. Probably four years before that. It—it it, just one of those magic things that happens to people.
0: What is something special about him that you love?
1: About Bill? Yeah. Um, a lot of things, uh, but I guess his innate sense of humor. <laughs> He's a neat humor. He he makes me laugh almost every day, maybe not so much now, but he always I'm very intense, you know, I'm very intense. And he can always come up with he'll he'll say things like and he uses things from a play, like a thousand clowns, you know, he was in a thousand clowns okay. play and the movie and he will quote those lines, you missed the funny part, Ma <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you missed the funny part or or so a lot of things from that and and from everything. He just quotes things. He does Shakespeare just like my father sometimes, but not as much as my father.
0: Does he like to learn as well?
1: He didn't know how to learn until he I mean he learned. He didn't wasn't scholastic. Mm -hmm. until he met me and I realized I mean he he didn't know how to go to school he had never he had no education Mm -hmm. really basically except for two years at music and art he got into there and then his mother made him quit because he got a job and Mm -hmm. they, they wouldn't let him um but it's other than those two years which were wonderful years for him and he hated leaving the school but other than that, he had no real education until he came to Northwestern. And he didn't know how to be a student. You know? So I had to figure of, it
0: out. Yeah.
1: He had to figure it out with my help because I was a super student. Valedictorian <laughs> <laughs> and all of that, you know. Wow. But by the time we graduated, he was the one who got the scholarship for a masters. He was the one who was A plus, A plus, A plus. Higher than me, even. Because he was, he's smart. He was born with it.
0: You can't teach curiosity. You know, if if you are curious about the world and want to see what's under the hood in any topic, you're going to have an edge over a lot of people who just don't, just take things for granted.
1: You're right. You're right. And I came from a community that mostly did take things for granted. They just wanted to stay in their little town. Mm-hmm. And I, because I wanted to be an actress, I wanted to get out. But Bill uh, was forced to work as a child, mm-hmm. but he, the New York Times is his Bible. Mm. From the time he was a little boy till, the t- till today, he has to have the New York Times every day. And that's, that was his education as a child. It was the New York Times. Yeah. Wow. That was his education.
0: Bonnie, who, throughout the years, from little girl on up, um, who have been your mentors? Who have been the people who have really shaped you into the person that you've become?
1: Well, I have a wonderful grandma, uh Norwegian and uh and she was uh just a wonderful lady non-judgmental but terribly moral you know but non-judgmental of other people and uh she was somebody that i really really your lights are going on and off
0: yeah i'm, <laughs> I'm switching pages go right ahead oh,
1: okay okay so anyway she was uh wonderful and then I had in high school I had a marvelous teacher in Moline High School oh, okay. Moline, Illinois, she, her name was Barbara Garst and she was a great teacher she was an English teacher and she was the drama person she did all the plays she discovered me <laughs> and she was but she was a great teacher and she would do things like uh, I remember an English class she'd say look you tell me what grade you want and I'll tell you what you have to do to get it. And that's the way she said. So a lot of people that don't want to do a lot of work would say, I'll take a B. And of course I wanted an A plus. So she worked me to death. <laughs> you know, very few people said C, but most a lot of people said B. A lot of people said B. A B is fine. And I wouldn't do
0: that, of course. I, but that, that a B is, but that's the point. A B is just fine. Don't you want to be? Don't you want to be great at something? If yeah. someone sticks it in front of you and gives you the opportunity to say, that's "Here, right. here is the," I'm giving you the choice here and now. That's what right. do you want? That's right. Wow. That's
1: right. That's what she did, which was I thought great. And uh, and then she was a, she loved the theater and she loved the plays and she, you know, we did Macbeth which we had no business doing, you know, but we did it. And we did all kinds of plays from start to finish. I was, I was in all of them. Were you (laughs) Lady Macbeth? Oh, yes. Oh, Oh,
0: what a great role.
1: And then I played it again in college with Bill.
0: Wow. Bill and I did Macbeth. She steals the show. She, she, she is, she is the politician, man. Yeah. Right. Right.
1: Anyway. Good.
0: What? who, Who else?
1: Uh, well, I have to say Lee Strasford, because cool. I, studied, I studied with him for actually eight years. I was his uh, uh, kind of an assistant for a part of those years. And uh, he he meant a great deal to me in terms of acting. Personally, he kind of hurt me, but I'm tough and I... I can take that, but he was, he gave me a different perspective on how it was to be on a stage, how it was to really be there, you know? So that, yeah, you're pretending, but you're really there. It's you. And I learned from him to do that, which works very much in film. Although he was helping you in the theater, basically, his work, working with him helped me tremendously on film.
0: I'm curious, did the relationship in terms of molding you to become the actress you became, the pain that, that you received from him, did you have to push through that to achieve what you wanted? Or did did it make you stronger? Well, it's a tough one for me because
1: in the end, he kind of didn't stand up for me and it hurt me, but I was able to say, because I was starting a family Yeah, and that became the most important thing in my life, much more than acting. It was, that gave me a tremendous strength. We had lost a baby and we adopted, and they were wonderful and they've been wonderful. And that gave me such a, a pleasure, such a, a enjoyment watching these two boys grow up. You know, that it gave me when we came to California and I started doing a lot of film work, it didn't matter. And because it didn't matter, it mattered. do you follow that yeah because it didn't matter anymore and i i knew what to do and i I looked great and and uh, i got a lot of jobs and i started working a lot and and uh acting became secondary to my life Mm. because my life was with my family my main life was with my family
0: that doesn't mean that when you were when you were doing it, you couldn't be excellent at it, though. Because, you know, a lot of... I. You watch a lot of performers today. They struggle with whether or not they're going to have a family or focus on uh, their work. And you are a testament that you can do both well. Oh, well, you can do both,
1: yes, yeah. yes. But, for instance, in the theater, when I was called away to work in the theater you go someplace mm. for several weeks. That was very hard for me to do, leaving my babies, my mm-hmm. boys. I didn't want to do that. I was miserable. Uh, Lanford Wilson's play, um, Lemon Sky, I was with Charlie Durning and a wonderful actor, uh, Christopher, uh, Chris Walker. Walken. Walk. What? Christopher Walken. Chris Walken.
0: <laughs> Always count first, on your kids, Bonnie. Yeah, Always count. He was them.
1: just starting. Wow. And he was wonderful. <laughs> he was very young, and it was Lemon Sky Lantern Wilson. And part of me enjoyed doing it, and part of me loved watching and watching him work. Part of it was wonderful, but there was a part of me that had to get on a bus on Sunday night and get back to my kids. And one of my children got up in bed one time and he said, Mommy, where are you? Where have you been? I call for you every night and you're not there. Oh,
0: oh. no. Yes, he did that to me. Oh. <laughs> it's the last yeah. thing I need to hear when I'm doing the job.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh. But uh, I did eventually enjoy it. And eventually it was, a, it was a wonderful play
0: and it was a wonderful success. Do they, as adults, understand and appreciate the sacrifices that you made?
1: I don't think they think of it as sacrifices. Okay No, I don't think they think of it that way at all. I mean they they're good guys, and they they're, yeah. we love each other and and uh, they help me, and I help them, and yeah. uh, you know it's a it's a good family. It's a good family. It's a good relationships. The boys get along with each other and they all get along with Bill. And, (laughs) uh, you know, and uh, I think they, you know what? They understand having lived a long time. They understand how lucky Bill has been. They do understand that. Because life, they know what life is like out there, you know, yeah. and they they understand that he's that he's very talented and so forth. But they also understand that he's been a lucky guy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and they appreciate anything we do for them, of course. Education, they appreciate that and ed- helping to educate their kids, you know. E- they they all appreciate education. Let me put it that way. Yeah, they do, and so they appreciate us for that. I you know.
0: Stage performances, film performances, television. What are one or two roles that gave you something that you didn't re- that you didn't expect to receive as a human being, as a person, either? The documents, the material that you were reading, or the relationships that you got from being surrounded by the players that you were at the time. What are what are a couple of roles that really that really did that for you that have withstood the test of time in your memory and helped shape you? Strangely enough,
1: one of the first things that did that was at Northwestern. Okay. okay. Uh, when I was a freshman, I played Barbara Allen in *Dark of the Moon*. And she's a very sexy uh, southern, you know, it brought out all of that in me. I had so much fun and I was so pleased that people liked it so much. I won the award that year and uh, she was just an out there girl. And I have to tell you a story about my grandma, my yes. grandma, my, the grandma that I was, you know, She um, came to see the play at Northwestern. So afterwards, I said, Grandma, what did you think? What did you think of the play? What did you like? She says, well, I could tell at the very beginning that you were not playing a very nice girl. (laughs) I just shut shut my eyes and slept. She wouldn't watch it. She just closed her eyes and slept (sighs) through the play. And I love that. I love that.
0: Because <laughs> but you love that. Oh, I, I would have been so distressed.
1: No, I, I don't care. You know, okay. I, I wasn't distressed. I thought it was funny because I thought, well, that's grandma. You know, she was. <laughs> she was, and my brother came to see it, and he said, "You know, sis, I forgot who you were. Yeah. I forgot you were my sister. I." and it's the f- best thing he ever said to me and uh you know
0: you disappeared into the performance yeah. yeah
1: so that was very important for me and the fact that i it was the first time i kind of realized that i was attractive on stage uh-huh. that that was important very important you know cuz I, I always played older parts and character parts and stuff like that and this was a a really uh sexy full southern mount I love playing those parts by the way in the mountains and you know I love those people. I love those people. I love playing those parts. Um, So that that was very important. Um, St. Elsewhere was major in my life because it was like me. You know, it was so much me and it was so much. And so it's Bill. Me. And Bill. Yeah. yeah. So it was that characters was very much Bill. Um, Ellen was not really me, but, but, but a lot of it was a lot of it was. Um, and of course I won two Emmys. That was nice. Mm-hmm. That was nice.
0: On the same night. You, you two oh, guys, then
1: well, I won one later. I won wow. two for saying. Bill won two for saying. Oh. We have four, and okay. we have four grandchildren. So we got one for each.
0: <laughs> one for each, absolutely. <laughs> Put that in the <laughs> will. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's one of those shows that I uh, have only recently. I'm 38. I've only recently been uh, aware of, and it's like this is this show is a predecessor for so much that came after it in terms of ensemble television, in <laughs> yep. terms of season over season, you could have episodic TV, but we're also moving into arcs where, you know, this is the, the characters that we're watching and following are growing before our eyes. They don't reset to zero. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and going through the whole thing. This is a marvelous cast. It's It's a remarkable remarkable group of people, Denzel Washington. I mean, Denzel was young and he, he was
1: beginning a a movie career, but he did this for, um, he did St. Elsewhere. He didn't feel he was written that well, but you know, and, and they, they did have, they, they were great writers. Tom Fontana heading the cast, the writing group but they didn't somehow write for him quite right, but he was stayed on. He stayed on the whole time because he wanted that, probably that salary, that, that steady thing. And that kept him going. And then he would, he moved into all these wonderful movie roles. Mm-hmm. Bill always said Denzel is meant for the big screen. Yeah. You know, Bill always felt that. And, uh, I didn't, didn't know, but it, it uh, surprisingly we liked television bill liked doing television yeah. it's not the same as the theater but he said that the power you get when you're in the theater is amazing
0: oh completely he, different he, experience absolutely
1: he said you don't yeah. you don't have that instant power you're doing it you know you're you're doing it for yourself in a way the small screen and uh, and in theater you're doing it for everybody out
0: there not to mention out of order. You know, you have to remember where you are and when you are in the material. And then a few months later it gets aired to the, to an but audience I, that you don't get to, to to see in front of you. So. I, I
1: did, I did Streetcar Named Desire and stock. I played Blanche. And that is the most intense, incredible experience to do that play. You start, you start in the evening and you think, okay, I'm going to go through this again. I'm going to experience you experience the whole play from beginning to end. It's just, it's exhausting because she is, and it's so brilliant. The writing is so brilliant. It just takes you along. It just takes you along. Tennessee Williams. I mean, it just, it plays itself once (laughs) once you know what you're doing, you know, it kind of plays itself.
0: You just get on board.
1: Yes. You get on board.
0: On board the streetcar. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I Just before we get to Stargate, uh, one of the other shows that I uh, uh, grew up on and adored was Sequest. Yeah. And Roy Scheider, who yes. made that role come to life. And you, the politician <laughs> in charge of the UEO, Madam Secretary <laughs> yeah. General Andrea Dre, what a badass, if I do say so myself. <laughs> yes, um, I'm good at that. Oh, you and villains. Golden girls,
1: how about golden girls?
0: That's, well, me. that's true too. That's true and, too. You know, uh,
1: I just did a convention of golden girls. Oh, and they wow. All, yeah, and they all love to hate me because I was so mean. I was so mean to those nice little Jewish men. <laughs> I was just a terrible anti-Semite. As a matter of fact, my granddaughter designed a shirt for me that's that uh the the b arthur said go to hell yeah. finally at the end i have the shirt here you want to see it yes okay is okay. that the one sitting behind you there yeah i'll show it to you okay let me get it oh uh, excuse me see oh my and my granddaughter designed this for me, and she got it on the nose. I said, "Watch the show," and then,
0: can you see it? Yeah, just lift it up to your face, a little higher. Oh, that's terrific! <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's Barbara
1: Thorndike. Yes. Barbara Thorndike. Yes, yes, sir. Oh my. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so.
0: Anyway, I've got well, a lot. Well, of talk about a great and I've cast. Also,
1: I've also written a book. Oh. It's going to be out probably in September. It's called Middle of the Rainbow.
0: The, is this, is this a, uh, an autobiography?
1: It's, yes, it is. But it's about how, it's about what you said in the very beginning, how we managed to do how we managed to do this. And it's also about how women, the the changes in women's lives. I've been here 93 years and the changes, the way women have been treated and the changes in it. And now, of course, in this country, as you know, the abortion thing, you know, with Mm Roe versus incredible. And uh, uh, because I've lived through all of that, you know, and now going backwards, it's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing. But, uh, but that's what the book is about. The way men tell women what to do and the way it's changed. So, but there's a lot of stories in there, a lot of stories. I can't that's, wait.
0: Who's, who's the publisher?
1: Uh, was it Bear Manor or something like that? Okay. It was not
0: easy to get it published. Okay. How but how it, long yeah. have you had the manuscript done? Is, is this something that's I've just been done? finished? Or?
1: Well, I, you know, it's never done because if you're going to... So, if it so. hasn't been published, you go back to it. Right. But I've been right. writing on it. Some of it was written in the 70s. Wow. Some of the stuff was written in the 70s. Actually, the stuff about the, my boys and the adoption and that was written in the 70s. But uh, anyway, I finally finished it. I had, had a, a guy... Lauren Lester, who pushed
0: me to finish it, and
1: and I have. I've the, finished it. The Middle of the
0: Rainbow. Middle of the Rainbow. I can't wait, Bonnie. Okay. Please tell okay. me that there is an audio version and that you're reading it. I
1: think we will. Yes, I think yes. we Yes!
0: Right. I'm a big audio guy. I spend a lot of time on the road, so that's fantastic. Yeah. I can't okay. wait.
1: Okay, good. All good. right. Good. Good. All right.
0: I want to help publish. I want to help promote this. So when okay. when it gets nearer, um, I am down. This is terrific.
1: Good. So good, good
0: deal. What was it like playing villains? Like, uh, I mean, you you mentioned B. Arthur, but opposite Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider. I mean, you know, the, the great, oh, great characters.
1: Yeah, he's a uh, um. He was, Roy, it's tough to be a villain, you know? I mean, Roy himself is so tough. Yeah. But he's so strong, you know, that you kind of have to just take over. You, you have to fight him. You have to, he's very strong. As opposed to the Stargate lady who's so lovely. I love her.
0: That, I love a million. her. So let's get into Linnea. Tell okay. us about what you remember about getting this role.
1: Well, I was asked to do it and, and I went up to, I, was, I, I went to Vancouver a lot. I made a lot of movies of the week up there. There was a period of time when movies of the week were very popular and I made a lot of movies of the week up there. So I knew Vancouver. I love Vancouver. I really like it. And uh, so I went up to do it and I had, it was a, a technical, I had some technical stuff to do and that's always hard for me. Technical stuff is hard. Bill can do lawyers and doctors and spiel off that. He can't do it now, but he used to be able to Mm -hmm. do all that. That's tough for me. I have to really study. So I had a little problem. Uh, They came to get me once and I said, no, 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 no. I get a 12-hour break. They said, no, in Canada, it's a 10-hour break. I said, I need a 12-hour break. They said, you're in Canada and you have to do 10. I said, you got to give me time to study. I have to work on it. And we had a little altercation about that, but I had to follow their rules. I mean, uh, you know, and I did, but I was annoyed with that. I was really annoyed. The cast was wonderful, uh, especially the the lovely lady.
0: Amanda Tapping.
1: Amanda Tapping. She was lovely. And uh, and so was uh, the lead. Rob, Richard uh, Dean Anderson. Richard Anderson. Dean Anderson. They were all very nice. Oh, and I remember the, the man... With the,
0: I talked a lot with the guy with the bald head, Dean. Uh, uh, was it uh, Teal'c? So the, the black gentleman, Christopher Judge? No, Dutch? no. Oh, the bald uh, head, oh, Don S. Davis. Don uh, S. The Davis. The general, yes. May yes. He rest in peace. General Hammond. He's gone, of Yes, course. we lost him a few years ago. Yeah, to a heart attack. But what a, what an amazing human being he was. yes. Everyone yes, who knew him loved him.
1: Yes. And I remember conversations with him and, uh, you know, offset mm. that, uh, were lovely, lovely, lovely. And, uh, the ca- ca- as I say, the cast was wonderful. It was, I just had a little technical glitch about the 10 hour turnaround as opposed to the 12 hour turnaround.
0: Right. I, but we, we go, that's a
1: union thing. say again, that's a union thing.
0: Understood. Yeah. So it's, it's where things get tied up in knots if you're not careful. This character, Linnea is one of uh, prisoners is an excellent, um, just cautionary tale of assuming that everyone is in the same position that you are, where the team gets taken to a place where they've been, yes, they have broken a law, but a life sentence Uh Or trespassing somewhere. And they go to this place where they meet this marvelous chemist who uh, they assume has also been brought there against her will for one reason or another. But they don't ask any questions. Their only interest is getting out. And she helps them with that. She introduces us to cold fusion technology, which we've been trying to get forever. And once we do that... We find out what we have unleashed. What was your view of this person who was really underneath this awful creature with photographic memory and computers? There are people out there like that, you know, who you, you, you turn your back on them and they'll get you on a dime. What was your, your interpretation of whoever this person was, Linnea? you know
1: something? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It was like the material was, as I said, the difficult was for me. Yeah. The material was difficult for me. And uh, my mind doesn't go in that direction. Do you know my mind? Like you're a big fan of, uh, I can tell of all these things. I'm a big fan of people. I'm a big fan of relationships and people. I love, I can be with somebody for an hour and I can tell you so much about them. I can tell you so much about them. But when you're talking about control and chemistry and it's like another world for me, Mm. you know, I'm not there. I'm not there at all as as a person. So it's all, and when they go, all this made up stuff, my husband loves it. My husband <laughs> will talk about the stars and he'll talk about the earth and he'll give me, uh, he'll give me statistics and my kids both know a hell of a lot more. I'm really dumb in that area. I'm really unexplored in that area, probably to my regret, but it is not my fort, And that's, that's why I got in trouble about the 10-hour, 12-hour thing. I need time. I need time. I don't understand this. I don't even understand it like a high school kid would who took chemistry and physics and all of that. I don't get it. You well, know?
0: Bonnie, let me tell you then, from my perspective and from many of a, a fan's perspective, you, with the documents and the writers, created a mad scientist that terrified us. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> she is the destroyer of worlds. Yes. This is yes. a person who has wiped out at least two civilizations that we know of.
1: That's incredible. I, can't, I don't understand that.
0: <laughs> my
1: mind my, my, my uh, mind doesn't understand that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like it's like what's going on in our country today. I don't understand it. I can't comprehend it. I don't understand it because I'm really good with people one-on-one. one on one. One-on-one. Yeah. And I I cannot believe what's going on. Yeah. I cannot believe it. And that's because it's
0: everything's it's, moving very fast now.
1: Oh yes. Yes. Because yeah. like if if I figured out the first 60 years or 70 years of my life. At the pace they went, you know, it seemed like everything was normal. Now, it's so fast. Yeah. Everything is so fast that it's hard to comprehend it. It's just hard to figure it out. And it's hard to keep up.
0: It is. It's and... hard to
1: keep up. One of the things I can't keep up with this is the young people and all the different things they're doing. And I'm all for it. But I don't understand it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, Everything's in this confident.
0: thing now. Everything. Yeah.
1: And and I think I'm all for it. I'm you know, I'm all for freedom and doing what you want. But I don't understand it. Yeah.
0: And I think a lot of us are finding ourselves more to our detriment, I think we're finding ourselves more and more in escapism with uh with media rather than, you know, communicating with each other. But one of the things I really think that Stargate has helped a lot of the people in the group that I associate with do. Is uh, find one another in the material that you and this team of people created. And the villains, the villains are so key to that because they help us understand who we are. And they help us recognize and see where if just a twist of fate was different, that's us, you know, and under the right circumstances, it will be us. And that's, I think, what Linnea and a lot of villains like her bring to the surface. It's like, you know, just just the right amount of, of this and the right amount of that makes that human being possible.
1: When I play a part, I always play it like, I look at that and I say, she's a nice lady. Right. The- all, all,
0: all intents and purposes, her. she is.
1: Look at the nice lady on the screen. Look at the nice lady. You know? I do. And I say, oh, don't I look pretty there? Or You know? Right? <laughs> that's the way I respond
0: <laughs> oh I'm not not modern were you asked to come back to the show no uh-uh. because she came back I don't know if you know this but the character returned the next I know season that.
1: and I don't you... think they liked me
0: ah. I
1: think it was because of the problem with the 10 hour and 12 hour thing okay I don't think they liked me ah. they didn't think I was a company player you okay. know, I don't think they did. I think they didn't think I was a company. They were unhappy with that. But we did that a was good show.
0: A big deal. Okay.
1: It was a big deal. Okay. But we did a good show.
0: It was a great show.
1: Yeah, it was a good show. But no, they they the character came back with another actress. I don't know who it was.
0: Yes, uh her name is Megan Litch. Litch uh-huh. Litch and yeah. uh an experiment went wrong and She lost her memory and she was working on a Fountain of Youth um, chemical, which worked, but it also took away all their memories. And Linnea no longer knew who she was.
1: Oh, my God. I'm glad I didn't have to play that. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't want to play that.
0: (laughs) But it was was, uh, remarkable to watch her performance because she is rediscovering that she's a monster. And so Ah. that was an interesting way to play that because it's like, you know, if you, if, if you forget what you are and what you are is pure evil, what do you do? You know, who do you turn to to say, stop me? Or do you even want to?
1: But then if, if, if you're pure evil and you forget that, then you can be good.
0: And that's how the show ends. Yes. You've got it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm sorry you didn't return. It would have been, um, it it would have been wonderful to have you back. And, and early on in those seasons, you know the, the, the villains, other than the main tribe of villains, the Goa'ul, they were the bad guys. We had a couple of other villains here and there, and you were one of them, and you were delicious, absolutely <laughs> remarkable. Though I oh, loved it. I'm so it.
1: glad. I'm so glad.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> um, I have a couple of questions if you don't mind from fans. Um, what did you, uh, Lockwatcher wanted to know, what did you think of the sets and the props on Stargate compared to uh, some of the other shows you've worked on? Seeing that big gate, that device that you had in your hand that put people, that transformed them and knocked them out and killed one of them. Oh, that what I, I loved. Okay, That
1: I loved. That was fun. I was like playing, it was like a kid. I was like a kid playing games.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely like a kid playing games. You know that would be a th- thing I would do when I was little. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Kenyon Moon wanted to know: Did you get to contribute to the character at all in the script, or did you just play it as written?
1: I played it as written.
0: Okay. I mean, I play myself,
1: but Yeah, you know, I'm always myself, but but I play what the material is given to me. No, I didn't do any writing. No. Got it. Absolutely, Absolutely. and they and they wanted it exact.
0: Yeah, those sci-fi shows in particular, you know, when so much goes into it, they have to be right on the money. That's so. right.
1: And that's why I like to study. <laughs> I see.
0: And you needed the time for that. I understand. I the
1: time to study, yeah.
0: General Maximus uh, wanted to know, you have such an illustrious career with so many varied roles. Is there a role or character that you would like to play and have not had the opportunity to do so, so far? No.
1: I I've, I've done a lot of different fortunately very different. I played a uh, an alcoholic mother on a show that I was very important to me because it was for introducing Al-Anon to the young people and okay. I I I really that that I felt was very important. And uh, and we won a lot of awards for that show. It was a daytime show. Okay. Uh, afternoon special but I was very proud of that show. And it also gave me a chance to play an alcoholic that I, I, I knew a lot about, <laughs> right. that I know a lot about.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I understand. Um, I have to say um, your most recent TV appearances in Better Call Saul. Yes, um, I love that. What a remarkable show, remarkable yeah. show. And as Helen, you know, you, know, I think we can all... It even hurts me even to talk about it. I think we can all relate to people, no matter what age we are, being pushed aside and left out um, because of another person saying terrible things about us or doing terrible things behind our back. Yeah. And you—he really an,
1: hurt me. He hurt me. Yeah, I know how, how that is. Yes, he yeah. hurt me. And he hurt I, the
0: whole community.
1: Yeah, and, but I was able to say to him you should be so ashamed. You should be so ashamed, you know, and this person who didn't get it at all. No,
0: I, no. He's only interested I, in himself.
1: I, I loved, I love this, yeah. this guy. I love this guy. I love working. I love being with him. And that he did that to us,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all of us. Mm-hmm.
0: And Saul should, in his sick way, loved everyone there, but he still came first, you know, yeah. and at least he was good enough as, as a person To let everyone know the truth so that he could repair the relationship with the woman that he had had all everyone else cast out because we've all been that woman at one point or another in our lives, if you know, if at least I certainly have, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's what a powerful show, you know, that was a good part.
1: And Bob has a Odenkirk has a way of working, you know, he essentially was a stand up comic.
0: Yes. And
1: he can do all that. He can make things very funny if he wants to. And he cho- chooses not to. He, he he chooses for the humor
0: to come from us. Correct. Correct. That's a very gracious uh, lead, doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, And Summer wanted to know, uh, Bonnie, your ability to read people in the room and very presence was enough to make us terrified of Linnea's brilliance and unpredictability. And you learned early... How to become the character? What is something you knew you know now that you wish you knew younger as as a younger actress? What are some of the lessons that you've learned in in the later years of your life that you know what you you could you could really go back and say, kid, you know this will keep you from okay. stumbling here and there.
1: Yeah, I I when I I have a. Maybe because I'm married to somebody who's so funny. Bill (laughs) never misses a joke. He never he His whole thing in life is to make you laugh. If he goes into therapy, he wants to make the psychiatrist laugh. You know what I mean? That's that's his motive. And uh, uh, I have always felt that I didn't know how I wasn't good in comedy. I had had a disaster in school where I should have been very funny and I didn't know how to do it. I didn't, I didn't know how to do it. And I thought it was me, you know, I just thought it was me. And I wish that I had learned earlier that I didn't have to do anything differently to say, laugh at me. You just have to find something, you know, I wish I knew that when I were younger and didn't feel intimidated by comedy. I felt intimidated by comedy for a long time. And I, but I did it, and, and I learned, okay, you can do it. It's the material. And it's, I wish I had known that when I was younger. Yes.
0: Yeah, you kind of have to just let go and trust that the material is going to carry you. You know, you're right. Making people laugh, if you're not like, some people are good at it by default. Oh, yeah. If yes. you're not, it can be intimidating. Absolutely. It
1: can be. A very, I mean, because you feel like you're expected to get laughs. Right if you don't get the laughs they, you failed you failed exactly right. exactly and it isn't that at all you just have to I wish I had known uh, earlier on that it wasn't it wasn't me that I didn't have a lack you know somewhere mm-hmm. that I wasn't but I that I could do it in my own way mm-hmm. and I didn't have to go out and say hey, 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 you know, do exactly. Crazy To be funny.
0: funny. (laughs) Last question from fans. Marsha Middleton wanted to know, do you have any memories from V? From working on V?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. I I liked that part. I liked the guy who was playing my husband. He was from New York. Mm -hmm. And I liked him a lot. And one of the strongest memories I have is going in to shoot with one girl Mm. and going in the next day with another girl because the girl, the original girl had been killed by her boyfriend. I'll never forget that. That we just went
0: on. Oh, In in real life? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. And they had to recast on the... Wow. Oh, my. They
1: recast a totally different girl and she appeared the next day. And we... Oh, I'll never forget that.
0: The show because must go I, on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you I as mean, a performer cannot let it let it come through in the material. No. That's that's hard.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was horrified by that. Horrified. But I you you're you're kind of in a daze and you kind of just go into it and you do it. You know? But yeah. it was uh it was hard. It was it was shocking. Yeah. I mean, nowadays there's so much that shocks us, but right, that's oh, true. It's so much that shocks us now, but it was shocking
0: yeah.
1: that that we did it. There was attention must be paid. Yeah. I feel like like that's the line from a salesman, but attention must be paid. Yeah. You couldn't just make a thing of this, but they did. They just went on. Right. And it upset me very much. Wow. But it was a very good series, and I love it, and yeah. I like doing it. And and as I say, the guy, I forget his name now, but a wonderful guy that I worked with mostly, and the young man. i, I Very good. Good series. Good good job. Uh, but
0: that right. kind of
1: broke my heart. What can I do? What it challenge?
0: has it has been um such a treat having you you on when when i wrote uh your your agent i was like you know shot in the dark you know maybe she'd do the show and the fact that you've come on and shared so much of of yourself uh and and your time not just on stargate but uh on on all of these these different Highlights of of television that have helped make up the pantheon of of the TV landscape, and it's just it's wonderful to have you. And please tell um, Bill that his his performance as Mister Feeny um, was one that I loved uh, uh, coming home to uh, to to watch because he really felt like uh, a surrogate uh, professor who cared about me as well as uh, the cast of that crew. His, his, that role was amazing.
1: Yes. And he does because he, as I say, he came to education so late, you know, good in life, but he, he, he really reveres it and treasures it. And, uh, and he really did want to play a teacher who really made a difference and don't laugh at him. He's, you know, but he can do both.
0: <laughs> yeah. His I mean his that his last line is oh, yeah. is is just just kills me, you know, that the kids tell him, you know you love us more and they walk out of the room and he says, I love you all. That's right. Ugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that has really become Bill. That yeah. has really become Bill.
0: Yeah. yeah. Bonnie, what a treat. You are you wow. are a gem and I'm so excited that your book is coming out and yes, yes, we're so. going we're going to help promote that okay um, so this this fall you say
1: yes by september i think
0: terrific i would yep. i would love to read it and then have you back on to discuss some of it if you don't mind sure we'll do that that would be terrific it okay. has meant so much to me to have you on thank you for taking up uh well, your day you. with me. thank you and you take care of yourself okay I will. <laughs> I'm going to wrap up the show. Thank you again. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bonnie Bartlett, Linnea, from Stargate SG-1. I am pinching myself. This was so, so cool to to have her on. The Destroyer of Worlds, one of the original uh, villains from the series. And thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate uh, everyone who's uh, taken the time to uh to stop in this afternoon and and to enjoy the show with us stargate um uh, excuse me let me let me back up a little bit here. Dial the gate is brought to you every week for free, and we do appreciate you watching. but if you want to support the show further, buy yourself some of our themed swag and who's that director there with a certain t shirt that we have available Peter Deloy everyone anyway. <laughs> thanks to peter for submitting that we're now offering t-shirts tank tops sweatshirts and hoodies for all ages as well as cups and other accessories in a variety of sizes and colors at dial from the merchandise tab click on the design to see what items are being offered checkout is fast and easy you can use your credit card or paypal just visit dial slash merch and thanks so much ...for your support. Rainbow Sun Franks is going to be joining us at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It's about an hour from now, so I'm going to run grab a bite to eat, and then we're going to be back with Rainbow uh, to catch up with him on what uh, he's been doing to share some more memories from Stargate Atlantis. I really appreciate everyone for tuning in, and I hope you stick around for uh, uh, the next episode with him uh, coming up at uh, 2 o'clock Pacific Time. My name is David Reed for Dial the Gates... I appreciate you tuning in. And we'll see you on the other side. Dial the Gate is hosted and executive produced by David Reed. The producers are Darren Sumner and Linda Fury. The composer is Neil Acre. Animations by Bryce Orrs. The moderators are Summer Roy, Keith O'Mell, Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. Logo design is by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots. The webmaster is Frederick Marcoux. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Frederick Marcoux. For inquiries, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule as well as an archive of our past episodes at dialthegate.com. Thanks for listening.